Hi, I hope you're all safe and well during these times. Uh, welcome to the GFM Players Podcast, uh, uh, where myself and a guest will be delving in and profiling some of the emerging talents and best players from the French game that could be making the headlines soon. I'm your host, Thomas Wiseman, and in today's episode, we'll be focusing on an emerging talent from Strasbourg. Now, the Alsace side have plenty to pick from, but today it is the 22-year-old left-back, Anthony Cassie. Joining me today is Glenn Colley, who runs the uh, Strasbourg English account on Twitter. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Hi, Tom. Not bad, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries. It's nice to see and, and speak to a person who supports uh, one of the lesser-known clubs in, in Ligue 1. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's that many of us, really. So I'm, <laughs> I'm proud to be representing us on, yeah. in English. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty spotted around. We'll, we'll find them eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just just quickly, how, how do you sort of... Um, where, where does your story start with, uh, with Strasbourg, just quickly? Uh, well, I went there on my Erasmus year in 2015-16, um, and obviously being a football fan, uh, quickly found an interest for the team who were in the third division at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And they got promoted that year, and I, I was lucky enough to go, be able to go to the stadium. Ticket prices were oh, okay. cheap, so yeah, it was yeah. really enjoyable. And uh, after I came back to the UK, I just kept the support, kept going, and... In that time, I mean, I've been really lucky because we've had a back-to-back promotion, then the mm-hmm. League Cup final last year, winning that and getting to play a few qualifiers in the Europa League. So, yeah, this, the Erasmus programme, I have a lot to thank for that with my uh, support at Strasbourg. Mm-hmm. Oh, great stuff. So, um, yes, yeah, so we're talking about today the uh, the left-back for Strasbourg, um, Anthony Cassie. So where would you like to start with uh, with Cathy's story? Um, I guess I would start in 2011. He joined the academy then at the age of 14, and stayed, notably despite the uh, club going bankrupt that year, and interest from rivals Metz and Nancy, which is quite a show of, uh, quite impressive, because that must have been a very uncertain time as a young player to join mm, the yeah. club, not knowing like where, where they're going. And at the same time, at, th- at that point, there were a lot of other players leaving. I can think a few years prior, Morgan Schneidlin, at 18 years old, having to uh, go to Southampton because that was only really where his, he felt his opportunities would lie rather yeah. than stay. But Cassie, yeah, 14 years old, decided to stay despite those uh, financial problems. Um, I read that he started off actually as an attacking midfielder for the youth oh, team. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, and then as, as the years went by, he gradually retreated first to a defensive midfield position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when we were in Ligue 2, and he made a, came on as a sub in that year. And then, uh, and eventually, when he made it to the first team, uh, certainly in defence, either as a left back or a centre back. Ah, very interesting. You can sort of see in his in his game. We'll, we'll get into later that he he must have kept some of them uh, qualities that he had as an attacking yeah, midfielder. Exactly. Yeah, the passing and the, the yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, so, what's his? I think we touched on it already. But what's his development like at, at Strasbourg? You know, so far, especially in the well, last few years. Yeah, I'd say slow and slow but steady. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't kind of exploded onto the scene like I guess like Simakon have this season, mm-hmm. seemingly out of out of nowhere and just uh, been performing really well uh, so suddenly. But um, you have to uh, remember that between him joining the academy and then making it into the first team, we've obviously gone from the fifth division up to Liga. Yeah. So, so every time he kind of got close to making it into the first team in the in those years he then had to well we were obviously going up a level so he had to spend more some some more time in the reserves kind of uh working on his game 
Um, an interesting thing that I found out was just before he signed his professional, first professional contract in 2017, there, there was uh, apparently interest from Southampton, Freiburg, Hesafe, and a couple of others. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, he he thought that uh, his his best um, his best opportunities were mm. were with Strasbourg rather than elsewhere, um, which I guess a lot of players. Uh, they'll go abroad, maybe too young in their career. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's quite nice to see him uh, with his kind of his feet on the ground and yeah. and knowing where is best for his development. Yeah, for sure. And I think because he's been there for so long through through all the divisions, he must have quite a quite a, a strong link to the club. It's been yeah, been up and down. Um, yeah, quite yeah. Quickly. yeah. It sort of reminds me of um, to mention Southampton because they're kind of my my second team. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of um, James Ward-Prowse who was born in Portsmouth but has, has stayed with uh, Southampton's academy ever since mm-hmm. and now he's kind of flourishing in the first team. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is really great great when you see stories like this from players and obviously going up the divisions one by one it must be quite difficult especially as a youth player to, to sort of readjust every time you, you go up and the the um, progression of the Strasbourg was, I mean, it was pretty meteoric rise. Yeah, you know, only, a, only a few so, years. So quick as well. Like, you, I think the there was, we were in the third division for three years, and mm-hmm. I think that all the other leagues we were only in there for a season. We, it was just come back to back, and yeah, for for a young player, it's kind of ex- exciting in a way because you know you can see that the club's progressing, but frustrating at the same time because you want to get into the first team, but every time you do, it feels like it's too soon. I'm glad that he's yeah. now finally getting his chance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it, obviously, like like you mentioned, he must have quite a good, um, good character and personality to to believe that his best place to be at the moment is is um, in Strasbourg and not go elsewhere, at least for now. Um, so yeah. it's good to see that he, he he's looking at his development and he he knows sort of where his career is is um, is headed. Yeah, in the interviews I've watched of him, he he does just seem to be very down to earth. Mm. Um, quite attentive to the coach as well. There was a great bit in, um, the club did a documentary on uh, Coupe de la Ligue and there was a great bit oh, right. where it was kind of behind the scenes of Thierry Laurie kind of giving quite, kind of tough advice, but tough, like tough love kind of way. Mm-hmm. And and he was taking it on board, just telling, he was just telling uh, Anthony to, to not to put too much pressure on himself mm-hmm. um, and not to kind of get ahead of, think about winning before they played the match. And he, he said in an interview afterward that he was really grateful that the coach kind of said that to him because it, it helped him in that match. Yeah, that is, that's a great little uh, anecdote. That yeah, that's brilliant. So um, I mean, he's he's not actually featured that that often um, this season. But how does he fit into the team uh, now? And what was his season like, obviously before the the postponement? Well, he's been quite unlucky in a way this season with injury. He was. Uh, injured at, at the start of the season, so he missed out on the Europa League qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had a patch, I think, of eight games, eight appearances he made, uh, where he scored one goal and four and got four assists, which I, for four assists in eight games is quite impressive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, two against Saint Etienne as well, which I think if any if people are interested in what uh, kind of his style, that would be a, I'd urge them to find the highlights of that game because both assists in, the, in that game were, were excellent mm-hmm. um yeah so in his eight appearances he's mostly been used as a left back in a four-man defense um whereas the previous season he was quite he would kind of alternate between that and center back mm-hmm. but I think 
kind of judging by his attributes left back it suits him more because mm-hmm. that it allows him to get forward and and put crosses in which he's been uh very good at doing mm-hmm. um but yeah like i said unlucky with injuries he was injured at the start uh so missed out on the europa league qualifiers and then in early january he picked up another injury i think it might have been thigh um which ruled him out for eight weeks and then so he was just returning to training at the beginning of march and then guess what happens the coronavirus outbreak comes and yeah and, uh means he, he can't he couldn't get back to uh, to playing mm-hmm. yeah, don't, don't think he had many injury problems at least last season because he was quite he was quite yeah. a, a regular yeah, fixture in the, in the team 29 appearances last season um he was good just seemed to be kind of quietly going around his job yeah, uh, yeah. and managed to stay injury free yeah so it's been really a shame that in a way, in one sense, he's he's uh, coming to the fore and even coming up with assists now. But at the same time, he had to miss out on so many games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I remember he wasn't really that known last season just because he was, like you said, he was going about and just doing his job. And and Laura was he was he was playing right back, you know, centre back at times, and of course left back. So maybe he didn't have. Um, maybe the right footing to establish himself at, the, at that time. Because I know that, that um, Thierry Lowe likes to play around with the, with the back line of Strasbourg, especially when you've you know, got certain liabilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we, won't, we won't name any names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not afraid to move, kind of switch players and play them out of position. Yeah. Um, especially Jiku in uh, as yeah. a defensive midfield, which has actually worked quite well. But yeah, I'm really impressed by that. Yeah. Jiku <laughs> wasn't too pleased with it from what I read. <laughs> Um, but yeah I mean last last season I guess we had Kenny Lala right back who was so prolific that Mm. I imagine like he was just kind of taking all the headlines uh, whereas Cassie kind of stayed more under the radar just Mm. kind of probably going about his business Mm. yeah yeah I think obviously Lala this season hasn't been I mean probably maybe his last month or so was good but um, it seemed like his his season um, in 2019-20 was was disappointing compared to what he'd previously produced because I remember people talking about you know Deschamps calling him up to the the national team but you know what what happened with with Lala there? I mean I think obviously there was a lot of speculation in the last summer about him getting a move away. Mm. Um, I think we might have talked about it before, but yeah, it's kind of he didn't get that move. Yeah, and for for whatever reason kind of I guess his motivation just dropped mm. in the first half of this season but as you say yeah the last month he's he's kind of been more present mm. um but you can see that kind of seeing the Lala of old yeah yeah but you can see that in that time that uh, there is similarities between what Lala brings to the team and what what Cassie can bring to the team yeah I almost think that maybe kind of Cassie might, might have watched his hi- uh, Lala's highlights like, last <laughs> season to kind of get inspiration because he has been kind of Stepping up to the plate uh, yeah. this time around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, what do you think, uh, Cassie's? I mean, we touched on it there, but what do you think of Cassie's main strengths as a as a player? I mean, we haven't seen that much of him in as a left back, but um, in the in the time you have seen, what do you think of him? Um, I think strengths you'd have to say crossing. Uh, obviously, his four assists in eight games this year kind of uh, testify that. Um, his two against Etienne. I think the first one was uh, like a really nice curled cross to Ajok, who is obviously a perfect target man for him with his height. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that was a uh, he edited it in. And the second one was a defence blitzing pass uh, through two Saint-Étienne players to Thomas Or, who uh, then scored from there. Um, so yeah, going forward, he's he's definitely a threat. Um, passing, I'd say overall quite uh, quite strong. Um, he's when he knows that there's not like a option on, he'll he'll happily just play a, a safe pass. But when he can see like a, a attacker making a run, he's not afraid to play yeah. those long passes passes up the field, and is usually pretty accurate with them. Yeah, I think I think in that in that um, defence at um, at Strasbourg, uh, Laurie wants to make sure they're they're keeping it simple at times but it looks like with Cassie sort of giving him more freedom like he did with Lala especially last season just to if he spots you know a player running or if he spots some space to to run into that to um to exploit that yeah I'd agree uh, 100% and um and other than his passing I guess his tackling is pretty good as well mm-hmm. he won't kind of dive in but he's quite good at just getting a foot in and, and winning possession um uh, I can remember one uh, game against Leon last last season when he uh, was able to hold on to the ball against I think it was Awar and another player mm-hmm. and t- took it past them. Uh, it was quite impressive. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it definitely when we when we talk about Lala, you know, dropping this season, you see that that Cassie's sort of filled that void, you know, creativity wise, especially when trying to get the ball up the pitch um when especially when um Strasbourg play a, a back three has that much more freedom to to sort of maraud forwards and he does that through you know sometimes he, he's not he's not the most prolific fullback of of taking players on but his passing up the pitch and trying to progress the ball that way is is really really good yeah yeah i think a uh, five and defence suits him but then as well even a four-man defence he'll, he'll still be able to get forward and I guess one of the midfielders will be able to fill in for him and uh, make sure that we're not exposed defensively so yeah if any and he will probably get onto it a bit later but any team who is interested in in him and um, would want a kind of attacking left back to, to post danger in the final third then they would be uh, quite wise to look at him I guess. Yeah and it, it does love them you know, deep crosses into the box, which a shark must must love to uh, get on the end of. I see him doing quite a lot of them. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of a, probably a better kind of striker that a player like Cassie would want than a shark to yeah. to get on the end of those crosses. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And obviously, um, being in a in a Strasbourg side, you've got to work work hard. And I know Laurie asked for that, and you can see just just from the statistics, he does bring out a, a big defensive output, and his tackling is. Yeah, occasionally I see it being quite erratic, but he, he is learning um, definitely well, and he covers a huge amount of ground. Um, obviously on his side, especially as obvious uh, a wing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, he's I'm impressed with his tackling. If I had to give, if I had to say one weakness of his though, I'd probably say like his strength in the air or kind mm. of strength overall. He's quite slim and only six foot, um, so he can be beaten in the air. Um, by sort of stronger players. Yeah, I think it, at times he can be beaten in the air and, and sometimes sort of um, muscle off the ball a little bit more. But you've got to remember, you know, he's still he's still quite young, 22 years old, and and his professional career hasn't been you know that long. Um, so that that could be something that develops over over time. Yeah, he's certainly got room for improvement um, yeah. in that sense. Um, yeah. 
I think there have been plenty of players of his age who've probably had a similar profile to him and they've been able to kind of develop in that in that sense. Yeah, yeah. What, what I love about uh, Cassie is, is he's, he's really genuinely a two-footed player. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the, the great thing. You don't, I guess you don't see it that much, mm. but he's, he's as good with his both his left and right, um, which I guess is quite a, uh, an asset for him to have. Yeah, for sure. Especially you don't, you don't really see it very often. Um, you hardly see it in fullbacks. Uh, yeah, is is a great asset for him to have. I, I, when I when I when I've seen him play, he, I mean it's probably a bit too early to say this, but he does remind me sometimes of um, Alexander Arnold at, at Liverpool. Just the yeah. way that he's given him that much. Um, so the burden of creativity is is on him at times. I know that people like um, Dimitri Leonard do help out. Um, as well, I think they they interchange a little bit because Leonard used to play um, as a as a wing back at times, and he sort mm, of fills yeah. into that into that position as well. You can see when you know Cassie gets forward, Leonard can sometimes cover in that in that space behind him. Yeah, exactly. It's a combination that works quite well down that left side. Uh, yeah. They're both great with deliver, uh, delivering the ball into the box, and mm-hmm. Leonard is kind of. Uh, okay in de- uh, defending as well uh, mm. when Cassie gets forward so yeah no it's a uh, great to have those two players down that left wing yeah yeah does do, I'm guessing Leonard still takes the most of the um, set pieces from what I've seen at least yeah I'd, I'd say so um, I think occasionally Lala does but for the yeah, most yeah. part yeah Leon. which oh, I mean after his free kick against Lyon that in that final <laughs> uh, yeah. game <laughs> no one can really argue with him over the set pieces now <laughs> Yeah, and it must be it must be good to have somebody, um, because Leonard's been at the club for a very long time. I think he's been through all the divisions alongside Cassie. Um, yeah, since 2014, so almost as yeah. long as Cassie when he yeah. joined the academy. So yeah, so yeah. it's pretty crazy. It's good to have sort of a veteran. I always like a veteran midfielder like that, and Leonard seems like a very very nice guy as well. So yeah, yeah. To, must be good to learn off off somebody like that. Yeah, exactly, and he's basically the chief led basically legend status now Leonard so I think he's as well as sort of Lala's input on the as a right back Leonard's kind of attitude and what he's done for the club is also must be a great inspiration for him to have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure and the, the problem sometimes I have with with Cassie is probably not to do with his fault but um I always want to see Simakan play for for Strasbourg but I don't think I've seen both of them play at the same time um and obviously that's a, a both of the both of the players really like to to get forward, um, so it probably be a bit unbalanced defensively. But it'd be something interesting to see because obviously Simakan's another really great prospect that's that's pretty much come out of nowhere. Um, so it's interesting to see how they sort of interact with each other. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought about that too much that they they haven't played together often. Mm-hmm. I guess um, it's having both young players coming through like this in the same season is it's great to have um yeah. but yeah you, as you say Simicon does like to get forward but also uh if when Cassie goes forward himself uh I have kind of more a lot of faith in Simicon to kind of say yeah. solid more yeah. so than yeah, more experienced yeah. different uh centre-backs <laughs> yeah Simicon's more of the sort of the traditional sort of more of a centre-back option can, that can play as a full-back than, than Cassie's more. I mean, I could see Cassie playing further up the pitch as a as a, a left midfielder. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, in another team maybe or if if Lauren wants to experiment with that and you can see like like you mentioned at the start that he used to be a second field and he's kept them sort of the, the, that creativity um quality in his game yeah yeah and Laurie I think he has done it in the past if, if he he'll play like a uh, fullback one of our more attacking fullbacks as yeah. left midfielders or, or right midfielders um if kind of depending on availability and whatnot with the other players so yeah yeah so that's very interesting yeah um so obviously it's still early in his professional career so what do you see for his his future his, his progression for for with Strasbourg um I think in the near future I can see him staying with Strasbourg for at least another season um because I don't think he's quite the finished article yet um to move to kind of the Premier League for example um I believe his contract runs out in June 2022 so okay. uh whenever kind of football does restart he'll have a decision to make soon enough about whether he wants to, really to extend mm-hmm. or move away yeah um but I think if he was to move away now I reckon that maybe a mid-table Premier League team might kind of take mm-hmm. him do you, yeah. would you agree uh, obviously, I, I agree that I'd like him to stay in France um, and develop on his career because he hasn't actually played that that much um, top flight football. And maybe what a year and year and a half, maybe. Yeah, it'd um, be great to see, kind of do it, uh, be able to perform over a season. Yeah, that would be really season. good. Yeah, because obviously in the limited minutes that he's, he has played, he's been, I mean, he's been phenomenal. And I know that that. Um, a few player, people out there have been looking at his, his statistics that he's putting up and, and he's really starting to to get some attention. But obviously, with his limited limited minutes, it's always that um, thought in the back of your mind, just make sure that he's, he's producing this. It'd be great to see him do this over the season, over a full season. Um, that really would solidify his, his place um, in that Strasbourg side and also his his value to, to anybody looking looking outwards. Yeah, it would be a gamble, I think, at the moment for a team to buy him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Despite kind of impressive stats, obviously, with the caveat that it's only in a small amount of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can kind of just keep his head down as he's done so far and kind of continue on the trajectory he's he's been on so far, then I could I could see him having a a bright future and hopefully kind of with us <laughs> for as long as possible in that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think. It depends how his, his progression goes, but what I've seen is he's a, he's going to be a really really strong player, and he, he probably will play end up playing in Europe, um, Europe one day for for maybe Strasbourg or or another club, um, or another club as well. So he's, yeah. he's really really impressive. What what have you got to say of his sort of? We we know about what he we've talked about what he's he's like on the pitch, but what have you felt about his personality off the pitch? I always like to talk about this when it comes to football players. Uh. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as I said, in the interviews I've watched, he's just seemed very calm, down to earth, mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, for a person, of a player of his age, um, to be kind of so know where, where he is and where he's going is, is uh, quite Im- impressive. Um, I can't see him like throwing, <laughs> throwing a tantrum if he was, if he was kind of asked to do play in another position um which a kind of other players might not take so to, so kindly to um you know just yeah seems like a really nice guy and and uh yeah i wish him all the best yeah he must have a good relationship with um the manager Thierry Laurie. 
So obviously, Laura's been there for five years, maybe close to yeah. five years. Yeah. So he's obviously, um, it's good to have. Obviously, I come by, I support Angé, so stability is the kind of the thing there. But it's good to have, you know, a manager that's that's watched your progression throughout and, and knows the player very well, and that kind of consistency in in staff is really great for for a player's development. Yeah, I could, I would see. I think Cassie Laurie is kind of a father figure in that way because, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as I said with that uh, the documentary that the club about, about our Coupe de la Ligue win, um, mm-hmm. it was kind of words like that might have been kind of t- tough for him to hear. Basically saying like you have, I don't think you've been playing well recently. But then he kind of followed that with, um, it's because I think you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Just play like you did, like you did in these kind of previous league games, mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Just treat it like any other match. And Cassie just completely took it on board. And I mean, I tried to block that final out of my head in a way. <laughs> well, the game itself because it was very oh, uneventful. Yeah. But I, but I remember him having just. Uh, having a pretty decent game um so yeah yeah good can't kind of praise him highly enough in both for both his mentality and his uh uh impact on the pitch yeah it's great to see a a good relationship between the manager and the and the player like that it, it does help um especially with the player's progression Oh, well, I will say, I will say, I'm glad you you've uh, researched his, pronun- his name pronunciation. Cassie is correct, indeed. I've heard <laughs> a few uh, different things, Chachi and Sassy. Chachi. So, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm glad this podcast will, if anything, anything else, will uh, establish the correct pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, so I've been, um, you know, when you listen and watch French football a lot, and you sort of pick up what's what's the right thing to say here and there. But yeah, yeah just for anybody who uh, doesn't know, it's it's Anthony Cassie. I think that's the right one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. Um, it's been great for you to join us, uh, Glenn. I'm sure if I can uh, get you back on, I'll I'll definitely get you back on. Uh, great. great. Yeah, I'd love to. That's Thank brilliant. you very much. Yeah. No worries. So that brings the end to the uh, players' podcast on Anthony Cassie. That's Anthony Cassie. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Stay safe. And and just uh, another thing to watch out for on GFFN, um, I know that Jake Smales has done a, is, is starting up a, a great uh, football manager series on, on uh, Paris FC. So uh, check that out if you haven't already done, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Bye.